Welcome to another edition of the Hutchinson Report podcast take of the week. What I can't figure out is wagging the tail. Now, there was a movie about that some years ago. Rob Redford was in it. And uh, it went like this. When you have a president that's up for re-election, you start a war. It gets them every time. Now we come to President Trump. He uses an act of state terrorism, and that's what it was, assassinates. We're not talking about some you know, rogue terrorist guy running around. We're talking about the head of the Iranian guard. I mean, that's like the a five-star general in the United States, comparable to that. So basically, this is a top official in the Iranian government. He assassinated him in another country. We have a lot of speculation about what he may or may not have done in terms of threatening, in terms of posing a threat to American interests and American lives. It's all speculation. It's all in the word of the intel people. Anyway, one thing we always know, anytime you start a war, anytime you saber rattle, anytime you go after, quote unquote, an enemy of the state, it plays well domestically. It's not anything internationally. Nothing Iran is doing at this point in time is any direct threat to U.S. interests anywhere. It does play well for domestic politics. I'm a tough guy. I'm strong. Uh, we take no prisoners. That is the way the U.S. operates. And during my administration, that's the way I am going to operate. The challenge for the Democrats, that's Trump. The challenge for the Democrats is, what do you do about that? How do you overcome that? We know wartime presidents always, going all the way back to Grant after the Civil War, the, pu- the public loves him. They can do no wrong. Well, we'll see how that plays out with Trump. But nonetheless, I have to tell you, a classic case of wagging the dog. Democrats are raising a lot of money. Um, Bernie is breaking records, feeling the burn. A lot of people are ponying up a lot of dollars. What I like about what Bernie's doing, he takes no corporate money. He takes no PAC money. It's a nickel and dimes of people like Leroy Jackson. So in any case... He raised $34.5 million in this last funding cycle. Not bad. I think he's breaking records. Now, on the other hand, Trump um, has cash on hand of about $120 million. A lot of money. So he's breaking records, too. So in the race for the, the big prize, it's a money derby. What we're looking at when you're talking about American politics, and uh, it's totally corrupted it, unfortunately. It's a billionaire's game when you talk, multi-billionaire's game when you talk about the presidency. Not so much the issues, not what you're going to do, although that's important. How much cash do you have on hand? How much money can you raise? Is that a good thing for democracy? When literally you can buy and sell almost an office. Bloomberg is showing that, spending tens of millions of his personal fortune on ad buys. Are you trying to buy an office? Can you buy an office? Is any political officer office, presidency, all the way on down, is it for sale? Well, we'll keep our eye on that. I like Julian Castro. I like him as a Democratic presidential candidate. I thought he raised a lot of good issues on health care, the criminal justice system, education. He dropped out of the race. He's a victim of the fact is he couldn't get any traction with the public. The Latino thing didn't go over at all. And um, his ideas, though, I think are enduring. 
I think he's part of the, the trend, along with Bernie and Elizabeth, pushing the Democratic Party to the left. Even Joe Biden, from time to time, sounds like a little bit of a populist on the left. Uh, we'll see how that plays out. But anyway, I still like Castro. All right, Harvey Weinstein is getting ready to go on trial. Now, the big knock, the rape trial, the rapes, sexual harassment, abuse, he's paid off, he's paid millions to a lot of the victims. But nonetheless, he's going to face his day in a criminal docket, and he should. Now, the issue about Weinstein that I find intriguing, many people say, well, wait a minute. You got Bill Cosby behind bars. You got R. Kelly behind bars. You got a number of other African-American big shot guys behind bars, become behind sexual abuse, sexual harassment, and rape. Why is Weinstein behind bars? Many people see a double standard there that you got a rich white guy that essentially can buy his way out of the criminal justice system where blacks, well, no matter how much money they have, you know, they're victimized by it. I don't buy that. I don't buy that argument. The fact of the matter is the guys that, that are there, whether it's R. Kelly's or Cosby, they belong behind bars. There's no question about that in my mind. Weinstein is not going to skip away scot-free. He will be convicted. He will be convicted. He will serve some heavy-duty prison time. He's not going to get off on this one. Trust me. Anyway, you've been listening to the Hutchinson Report podcast, Take of the Week.